0: wrong and wronger. I got no new hat this week, so in honor of two things, one, superfan Judy P., and two, my trip to Winnipeg, Canada tomorrow, I have chosen to wear the old Canadian hat that was mailed to me just out of pure love. Things that Judy P. does for me that she doesn't do for James Breakwell... And you have reached Wrong and Wronger, the podcast where we argue about things that don't matter to anybody, and you can ask our one listener and they will say nay. But James, how are you doing
1: tonight, man? I am insulted that you would insult our fans with a rerun hat, much like you insulted our (laughs) interns last week. Do you have your apology prepared?
0: I have no apology. I make no apology. Abs, I stand by everything I've said. And if Carol or she who shall remain nameless... The intern who shall, or just intern in big generic capital letters. If they get honked off at that, I think they're replaceable what? with other Oh, interns. my god! We're the bosses, James Breakwell. We are in charge, man.
1: Nobody else will ever, ever do that math for us. And we're certainly not going to do it. <laughs> if you make them mad, there will be no results, which might be your entire purpose. You know you can't win a fair fight, which is why you're just trying to get the interns to relieve. So the leaves so will be in no contest. By the way, who did win that result last week?
0: I am so incensed about this intern debacle I didn't even look. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they they slanted, they smudged the votes in your favor.
1: One of them did send you a result where you got zero votes as a joke but the real <laughs> results were just as lopsided because I won a, yeah, another crushing victory. I've won like four out of the last what? five weeks. my my Russian train victory. of success okay. will not be derailed. especially not tonight. <laughs> oh, what's our man. topic tonight where I'm gonna beat you?
0: Tonight, ooh, usually I ask you, but yes. this time you have turned the tables on me. Tonight, we're going to argue one that I think may be near and dear to your heart this very evening, but we are going to argue, is it better to have kids or remain childless?
1: Yes, this is, uh, this is intense. This, uh, my, my own children might have a uh, vested interest in this debate, so we'll see what the Guam quarter of fate says we must argue, but first, I believe we owe each other a compliment.
0: We do owe each other a compliment, and my compliment to you, James, actually I have two. One of them is more self-serving than the other, but I will say I compliment you on being able to emotionally disconnect from the one evildoer that sits and waits for you to post our video on YouTube so they can immediately slap it with a thumbs down. Man, it was within five minutes that sucker was a thumbs down, and I think that person needs to be weeded out and banned from YouTube for life. Somehow you can get past all of this, James. Breakwell. I don't know how you do it, but my hat is off to you for being able to somehow not care that there is a nefarious individual out there.
1: I have a well, my one YouTube video that that actually did good numbers from ten months ago about why you shouldn't get a mini pig. It has (laughs) 60,000 views and uh, 1,300 upvotes and 43 (gasps) downvotes. That would just kill you inside. That's the real world, man. There's people out there who are jerks, and you just got to roll with it.
0: Wow. How did you live with that?
1: I thought, you know what? I'm better than Steve. I'm just going to walk right through. People send me (laughs) stuff all the time. Every day, there's somebody who says something to me like, this is the one. This is the one I'm going to reply to and get all mad. I'm like, No. (laughs) That's going to cost me money, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to continue turning a profit and just live my life. That's, that's what it all comes down to, Steve. you got to swallow your pride and be a sellout, and that makes it so much easier.
0: My other compliment to you has nothing to do with that, because I don't. the words you're saying are nonsense to me. It's just gibberish. But I saw your picture of your Halloween costumes where both you and Lola were decked out, too. Like, I compliment you for still going all out on Halloween. I respect an adult who goes all out like that. Good on you.
1: Yeah, it took me 15 seconds to put on my costume. The hardest part was dressing up the bear, but we did manage to pull it off. The bear's uh, ghost costume really stole the show. Uh, the kids, like, I, I forgot about Halloween when I wrote my newsletter this week. I like, should have been a huge yeah. section of it, and it turns out I only have a memory of, like, a day. If it didn't happen immediately before I start that <laughs> newsletter, it doesn't make the cut. So there will be a belated Halloween rundown in the next newsletter. <laughs> but, yeah, I will always go all in on Halloween. I am all about getting huge amounts of candy for free, even if it would be simpler time-wise and money-wise to go to the store. Because maybe my time has value. Maybe it doesn't. But you know what? It's a competition, it's a matter of principle. And I was out there till the clock ran out on Halloween in the freezing snow nice. going uphill both ways. And that's the way it should be.
0: Boy, I'll tell you what, I, I forgot about the weather by you because we were cruising through, same as last year. I was in your neighborhood on Halloween and then again a few days later coming back. But it was abysmal outside and I felt bad for the poor kids.
1: Yeah, and I, that rolls into my compliment for you. I would like to compliment yeah. you for being the master of the, the non-vitation <laughs> every time. i like, Hi, hey, I'm going by your house at 100 miles an hour and I definitely can't stop. Or I spent the night last night 10 miles from your house, definitely don't want to see you. By the time I see your message and text, you're like, oh yeah, I am five states away and never coming back. You know your schedule months in advance, so when you don't see me, it's entirely <laughs> deliberate. And I guess the avoidance is appreciated. And the feeling is mutual, but I just like that you go through all this trouble of avoiding me and then pointing out how barely you missed me. It was this close, so you kind of try no. to have it both ways.
0: No, no. See, the last two times that I was in your neighborhood, it was not planned. It was It was impromptu. Like, this last time, the only reason we went halfway home from Chicago on Saturday night was because my kids' hockey team basically flunked out of the third grade. They didn't make it into Sunday's playoffs. So we're suddenly left with all kinds of time, so... We got there late to Indianapolis on Saturday night, and we woke up in the morning, and my wife's like, "We just let's just hit the road and get home. So I had, I believe it or not, I had a little bit of an internal struggle with, do I tell Breakwell that we're here? And my answer was a punt on second down, because <laughs> I tweeted about it without tagging you into the tweet. Maybe you'll never know.
1: <laughs> I, did, I didn't know until somebody replied tagging me like six hours later.
0: God, yeah, people. People. They report me. It's those same people that give you the phone call. I just thought you should know. Yes. One of those kind of people. The meddlers. The, ah.
1: There's only, there's a very, very small cross section of people who follow both you and me, but they, they report <laughs> you. That's how I find out. Because I'm certainly not going to follow you directly. I only get this second hand.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I do know that your time is valuable and you only have so much space and a general disdain for other people. So I am cognizant of your boundaries and making sure that I don't intrude.
1: Yeah, you really shouldn't try to cross the moat or the razor wire. But like if you tell me in advance that you're going to be nearby, I feel like I should send out a servant with some bread and cheese for you or something, you know, just just as some sort of offering to show i'm not a horrible person just a generally bad person but not quite all the way to that horrible level
0: ironically i did get bread and cheese both times i was at your house because we had uh just a bountiful harvest of cheese pizza on yes uh, kitchen table
1: well i'm not gonna cook for you that's for sure (laughs) i'll shell out the 10 bucks for pizza that's my steve olivas (laughs) budget and i've blown it for the next three years
0: Ironically, the last time I was at your house, it was a day similar to Halloween, and we had to walk to the pizza place in the cold and snow. It wasn't blowing. Man, I don't know how you guys deal with the wind in Indiana, but I even tweeted. I said, I just got gas in rural Indiana, and I have two innies now. Like It was just an awful, awful time to be outdoors.
1: Yeah, life in Indiana is not good this time of year. This is the time of year where everybody really second guesses themselves for living this far north, but... (laughs) I could live south where you are and and melt all the time, and I I can't deal with that either. Basically, every form of uh, America, every place you live, it's just a different form of misery. And you just got to pick which form you can deal with. (laughs) And here in Indiana, we get a variety. We get four different kinds of misery every year, and so that's just where we're going to stay.
0: Well, let us put the listeners and the viewers through the misery of another pointless debate. Yes. What shall the two sides of the Guam quarter represent for you, James Breaker.
1: All right, heads I am arguing have children, tails I am arguing child-free.
0: All right, heads is kids. It is up, it is down, and it is tails. You, sir, have child-free
1: and good on I, who have written three parenting books, am <laughs> entitled to tell you You probably shouldn't have kids. (laughs) I (laughs) let me tell you something. I can back this up with some solid firsthand experience. I could have been recording. We're gonna be here. (laughs) I could have been recording this podcast twenty minutes ago. Steve's like, "Hey, you want to record early?" And I felt if I were young and childless, I could have done that. But no. I had kids. I had to get out of the bathtub and get ready for bed. And the first set of kids who were supposed to take a 10-minute bath instead took a 50-minute bath. That's a 5 and a 0. And the second set were just getting in the tub when they were already supposed to be in bed. Then my wife went upstairs and looked in their rooms, which never, ever ends well. And, of course, everything that should have been put away weeks ago was strewn across the floor and then currently being trampled by a pig. It's just, it just, just downhill. The clothes that should have ended up in the hamper are like on the opposite opposite. opposite side of the house is the hamper directly in the middle of the floor? And what do you you say to a kid at that point? You've clearly explained where the clothes are supposed to go. They clearly understand where the clothes are supposed to go, yet the clothes don't make it there. And take that one incident times a billion, and you've got what it feels like to be a parent. It's just, you know, they say like Twitter, it's like talking to yourself in an empty room. That's what it's like being a parent too, except there are actually children in front of you, actively ignoring every single thing you say. And yes, children are necessary to the propagation of the human race. Somebody has to have kids, but you don't. Let someone else make that sacrifice on your behalf. Live the good life. Don't have kids.
0: Wow. I knew when it landed tails that we had pulled the cork off the genie bottle on (laughs) this one. (laughs) Let me just try to get a word in edgewise here, James. And that is why do people have a second child like the first one is a mess you don't know what you're doing and uh, it's just you you're, you're still a young couple and you blame each other for everything going wrong but the 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 end of the day story is what tells the tale of the tape which is kids Given the pros and the cons, the pros do edge the cons just enough that you have a second kid or a third kid. Like, kids are cool, man. When you take away the smelly diapers and the breastfeeding at 2 a.m. and the having a kid screaming on the plane and all of that kind of stuff, what you're left with is another human being that is, that, that is, that looks up to you and you're responsible for and it teaches you to grow up a little bit. And when kids get a sense of humor, that first spark of them laughing out loud when they're babies, oh my God, can you imagine a better sound than a baby just giggling? like uncontrollable giggling when you do like a, 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 I'm gone and now I'm back again. One of those peekaboo kind of moments. Like it's fabulous. When kids start developing a real adult type sense of humor, when they hit teenagers, that's when you're going to really enjoy the heck out of your kids. Although you have girls, they get spiteful, vindictive. But (laughs) for the boys, when you finally do have a boy and you're probably going to have to wait till kid number 29, because apparently you did something that karma's paying you back for right now. I don't know how you were to girls growing up, but apparently it was pretty lousy because now you're getting a chance to do it over and over again. But when you finally have your son, when one of your pigs grows up and graduates high school, like uh, when they develop that that rapier wit, that little sense of humor, that spark that they get from dad, man, it is a fabulous mirror of just all the cool stuff in life. And you get to relive stages, phases of your life. You get to remember the cool parts of being in grade school and in high school and dating. And my son is driving for the first time. And Those are all kind of cool memories to relive and try to make up for the mistakes that your parents made. uh, It's just it's cool to have kids around, and now they are your legacy because someday you will be old and infirm like I am, James, and you will rely on your children to financially support and find a good home to place you in, preferably theirs. That have them marry a good person that welcomes you with open arms when you become demented and pee on yourself. That uh, that's the way that it goes, the circle of life. And if you have good children that are solid, good core people, they will take care of you, and you're going to need that as life goes on. So absolutely have kids. Have a few kids. Not just about propagating the species, but about keeping yourself entertained. Your friend group comes from your kids' friends, parents. Your, uh, your social activities start to revolve around kids going to school functions or soccer games or hockey for us, like that yeah, my daughter was in theater, like all kinds of cool things. Doors open when you have children.
1: Yes, doors open and doors slam closed. Do you, you you ask what what sound is better than a child's laughter? And I'll tell you what's better. Silence. Oh, okay. Silence is something what? you will never hear again once you have a child. A quiet house, a quiet room, a quiet anything room to hear yourself think. If you have a kid, there will be screaming or crying in your house from the age of zero to the age of probably 35, because that's about how long adolescence lasts. Why do people have a second kid? Because they forget how much it hurt to have the first kid. They, they've actually done scientific studies on this, that women have amnesia about the amount of pain in childbirth, because if they remembered how much that hurt, about how much that work that was, not only will they not have kid two, they would make their husbands sleep in another zip code. So in order to make sure we had those (laughs) 2.2 children to make sure the population stays steady, people have to forget. I mean, I've had a baby over recently we babysat for It's like, wow, I forgot all about this. I forgot every stage of how hard a baby is because you have to force it out of your mind. If you remember, we'd all stop at zero kids. We don't make informed decisions when we have kids. We rely on emotion, which is all you're doing right there. You're going to emotion, which is how you end up with four kids instead of zero. I'm talking hard facts here. (laughs) As far as uh, having your kids take care of you, I mean, we're in the United States. Nobody's kids take care of their parents. Nobody. We all end up in nursing homes. We are in the wrong society for that. Nobody's going to fall for it. So you're basically just, you take care of them until you die, and then they take your ashes, and they dump you in a ditch, and they move on with your life. Especially in your case. I think think your kids are going to be more than happy to move on from you, as will we all.
0: Date boys named Nick. Like... That's what you name a garden no <laughs> you- I don't know, James. Uh, you laugh and you cry through your kids' eyes. Like, kids teach, especially for males, man, kids teach you to open up and to love something. Like, a wife just can't do. Like, a dog just can't. Like, kids are just that special something that when uh, you hold that kid in your arms, and as Jason Bateman said in the TV show Ozark, this has always stuck with me, when you hold your baby in your arms for the first time, you realize I can't die because there's something that needs me around and that is priceless that's kids alone can give you that kind of thing
1: you know what they do they make they make your life seem like it takes forever though you mentioned living through them a second time (laughs) like i've got kids in grade school i hated grade school i am back in grade school i got spelling tests and grammar tests and stupid math tests i don't understand even though it's just fourth grade math It is awful, man. I graduated. I got out. I vowed I would never spend another day in school. I am right back there for the next 18 years. I did not think this through at all. Don't make my mistake. Don't go back to school. Don't procreate. Just stay childless, and you will have so much more time to listen to wonderful podcasts like this one. Filling your life with wisdom and good life advice.
0: Holy cow! And redundant numbers. And let's see if you can hit my number again this week.
1: All right. If you want to vote for James and staying child-free and happy, vote for ninety-nine.
0: I know Nine? oh, we've never had that one. Before. If you want to
1: vote for Steve and insanity and pumping out the kids, vote for twenty-seven. And if never had that one. Before. If you want to throw your vote away, vote for sixteen.
0: Sixteen. Never had that one before. There. See. All three numbers that I said, we never had that one before. Do you feel better now this week?
1: (laughs) No, I don't, because I'm pretty sure you've had 27 multiple times, and you're lying to me right now.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, so if you want to vote for James and a good argument for birth control, 99. If you want to vote for Steve and bring meaning and depth to your life, vote for 27. And if you want to throw it all away, just punt and not make a decision, which a lot of people do, especially the one listener to our show, vote for 16. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us to the close of another stellar episode that will never be seen by human eyes. <laughs> so next week, if you want to return and see what nobody else shall see, it'll just be a secret between the three of us. Watch again. But until then, this is Steve This doctor. Steve pertains the exploding unicorn, Breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and next time you're in Indianapolis, don't let Breakwell know. <laughs> see you next week, everybody. Two wrongs can make a right.